Or like think about the traditional job. The truth of the matter is when you work a job is you're being leveraged by the owner of that business. The owner of that business is making money from whatever they're doing, whatever they're putting their hands to, but then they're making money from you working at that job. So you're being leveraged. They have leverage over you. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design the life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. And today, coming to you with another, and what I'm calling the Freedom Series. Uh, it's a collaboration between me and Chad Kenneller. He is a, he's becoming a great friend of mine. He's a mentor of mine. He's helping me uh, become more. We've talked about that in the series up to this point, right? The idea is that you get around folks that are at a level or doing things at a a different mindset, different ideas, different philosophies. And every time he and I get together, it's like, it's just, it's almost magic, right? It's the things that he believes might not be exactly the same, but the spins he put on them, uh, it just makes my mind, it just fires off ideas in my brain. So that's exactly why we've come together with these conversations. And today we were uh, talking about just before we hit record uh, that the philosophy, right? Which was the first episode that we got into. A lot of the things that we are taught being brought up uh, go to school, get a job, uh, 401k, uh, all debt is bad, leverage is bad, all of those types of things. And we'll get into a little bit more. I'm, I'm excited to hear uh, what Chad brings to the table as far as this topic. But a lot of those things that we've been taught bro- growing up aren't necessarily the truth. And that was a hard discovery for me in my journey. You can go back to the first episode, which was a, a snippet of my story. And that's exactly what happened to me is I got slapped upside the head with beliefs that I thought I was doing the right things with working hard and, and staying with the same company and, and contributing to a 401k. And I quickly realized that that was not the case. That was not the case. And so that's the conversation we want to kind of go into today, into today is talking about some of those beliefs, some of those ideas, some of those philosophies that may or may not be uh, as accurate as you might feel uh, certain about. So Chad, welcome back to the show. And I'm super excited about this conversation before we hit record here. Uh, we were just going, firing back and forth with all kinds of things. And so, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So welcome back. Yeah, so happy to be here with you, Randy. And just, you know, these are some of my favorite things to talk about. And and I know when people listen, those light bulbs are going to go off just like they did for you and I, you know, when we start learning about this. And so that's what really gets me excited is that we can impact people. 100%. So the so we've got kids. You've got a son that's just getting off into college. My kids are in their 20s. So anyways, the point is that they're all in that beginning stages of getting out there into life. And so a big passion of mine is giving back, right? And it doesn't matter where you are in the stage of life and age, right? You can learn this at any point and make those pivots, make those changes. But if we can give as much as we possibly can to that younger generation, uh, one of the questions I ask in my interview uh process when I'm interviewing folks is if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what could you, 
what would you give to yourself as information or knowledge that you wish you knew then that you know now, right? And a lot of the things we're going to talk about today, and we're going to talk about more than just one, but that's exactly kind of where this all leads to. So I'm super excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know earlier we were talking about, you know, this, uh, this script, we're all kind of handed, you know, when we're younger. And, and I remember I saw this podcast, I don't remember who did it. It was a CEO of some company, but he called it shift the script. Hmm. And the premise behind it was that, you know, we've all been indoctrinated from a young age, you know, that you're supposed to go to school and get good grades. grades. <laughs> you know, you get good grades, so you can get into a good school. College. Yeah, college, you do right. good in college, you can get a good job. job. <laughs> then, you know, you go to job and you find your Wow, I've been indoctr- indoctrinated well, aren't I? Yeah, I've got it all. You see, you answer all the questions. Yes, right? I, got, I, I passed that quiz. That's awesome. Yeah. And when you think about it, when you think about this script that we're all subscribed to, it's just, we never questioned it. Right. But when you look at like the way school was set up, right, it was set up specifically to create employees because it was set up before the industrial industrial age, they needed factory workers. And so they wanted people that were new certain, had a certain set of skills and they wanted to pump out factory workers. And, you know, that script is so old but it's still the same. Still you know, it's same. still the same. We're being fed. Only now people are realizing it doesn't work. The script worked for a while, right? Like mm-hmm. our, probably our great grandparents, there were companies they worked at for 40 years and they got a pension, you know, but now we look at 40 hours a week for 40 years. But that last piece, like how many people today can live off of 40%? You look at the 40, 40, 40. Literally, if you do that today, you're not going to be with the same company for 40 years. I think the average person works for six or seven different companies. So you may or may not have any pension coming after 40 years. And so the script is broken down and it doesn't work. You know, people are spending their golden years working at the golden arches because they have to. <laughs> they don't have a choice. Right. So what what would be a better script? You know, I think that's something that we could talk about today and something we could discuss. And it's funny because I look in the background there and I see that cash flow game. And I remember playing that game. For those of you on here, you know, uh, Robert Kiyosaki made a board game. Now, I about did backflips when I learned that board game was going to cost me 200 bucks. I'm like, who pays 200 bucks for a board game? But I'll tell you what, it says on the game, the more you play this game, the richer you become. And I believe that's true because the first thing when you're playing that game, there's a big old board. And this is the, the, the good part of life's so on this path on the outside of the board. And the middle of the board is called the rat race. And you're literally you're getting paid, you're going to work, you're getting paid, you're going to work, you're getting paid. <laughs> you're, all, you're the hamster on the wheel. And so obviously you play that game and you go, I don't want to be the hamster on the wheel. Randy, how do we get out of that rat race onto that outside? You know, let's, let's talk about that a little bit today. How can, how can we escape the rat race and, and, and get into a new script that's not the 40-40-40? I love it. So that's where the cash flow game, if you're watching this on video, that yeah, that's why I have this in the in the scene is because that was the beginning for me of, I would say, like an exponential growth in my mindset when it comes to building wealth and in the idea of, of uh, business profits versus wages. We've, we've discussed that on episodes previous to this point, uh, getting and realizing that the 40-40-40 rule is not even close to even what's going to get you anywhere where you need to be. And so many people these days I'm seeing in my own circle of influence, but then also whether you're on social media or whatever, a lot of people are struggling these days with the inflation. They don't understand necessarily what money is, how money is created uh, with f- personal philosophies that they're afraid of, of quote unquote, selling or offering a service or being in business. Uh, it's just a lot of those mindsets that we've been brought up with. They're obsolete. They don't work in today's environment. Uh, 
And as soon as somebody can grasp that idea, get the cash flow board game or something like yeah. it, right? Get on the podcast here with, with Chad and I, get involved in organizations and people that are talking about living life at a higher level, the sooner they can get themselves out of that proverbial rat race, right? The, the hamster wheel of just working hard, going to work, working hard, going to work. It just doesn't work. It flat out doesn't work. So you made the comment about the school. The thing I love about the school system, I, the system, the way it was brought up, from what I understand, was by Rockefeller. John D. John D. Rockefeller set up the school system, I believe, back in the early 1900s. And the way he set it up, so you show up at a certain time. Is there any wonder why there's bells to go from class to class? It's like you're, you're funneled through this system. And that's exactly right. It's, it was, the intention was to get you prepared that when you left school, you just fell in line. You work from, from work to your next break, work to your next lunch, work to your time off, and then rinse and repeat and come back and do it all over again. And it was intentional to great employees, which I always think is a fascinating conversation. So I went on there a long time that I'm super passionate about this topic because I just know that people can get, just get a, just a glimpse of what's possible uh, with some different ideas and different uh, mindsets. Their life can completely be in a different trajectory, which is exactly what's happened to me. Well, I just kind of think of it this way, earning a wage, like you can, you can make a living from earning a wage, but earning a wage is literally the worst possible way you can, you can get income. Like it's the easiest way to get income, but it's the worst possible way to get income. I'll share a couple other types of income that I've experienced. And when you experience it, you never want to go back. It's like, it's like a rubber band, you know, your, your rubber band, rubber band is just a rubber band, but when you stretch it, it don't go back. It never goes back. And so the minute you earn residual income, now think about this, the, the concept of residual income is you get to do the work one time and get paid over and over and over on it. That's like, you know, when the insurance guy came and knocked on your door, if you, if, you have, if you have life insurance, think about it. You're paying monthly. How many times do you ever get to use your life insurance? <laughs> Probably just once, right? Once, right? <laughs> right. How do I answer that? Yeah, just so, once. So this these, these life insurance companies are literally, they're getting so much passive. They're, they're getting so much of that residual income because they signed you up so that you're taking care of when you die, but they're pay, pay, pay. You know, you, you pay residually with your phone. Hey, does your phone company call you up every month or come out, you know, and check on you or even give you an email? No, no, they send you the bill. That's the only communication they have with you. They send you a bill. Same with your electric company, your internet company. I mean, all these different companies that they, we pay residual income all the time. Now, be, imagine being on the receiving end of it. Imagine, uh, you know, whatever. Let's say it's, I don't know, I got some coffee right here. Let's say you have access where you have rights to a coffee. And let's just say it's a $10 bag and, and you get $2. Okay. So you get someone to buy a $10 bag of coffee, you get two bucks and you get a little link or something. And then every single, that person buys that coffee for the next 50 years, you get $2, $2, $2. See, that's just a little bit, but imagine now you have a thousand people buying that coffee. That'd be $2,000 a month, $2,000 a month, 2000. There, there's a lot of people that have these subscriber subscription. I mean, we all have our subscriptions, right? Amazon Prime, you know, you've got my Amazon Prime, I've got my Hulu and my, all my subscriptions and you just keep paying and paying and the power of that. So when you start thinking about getting on the receiving end of residual income, and that's a great type, that's one type of extra income that anybody can get. And that's just going to increase your future. Because if you're going to, the way I see it, Randy, is if you're going to pay money a certain way, you should be able to receive it a certain way, right? Mm. Or like, think about the traditional job. The truth of the matter is when you work a job is you're being leveraged by the owner of that business. The owner of that business is making money 
from whatever they're doing, whatever they're putting their hands to, but then they're making money from you working at that job. So you're being leveraged. They have leverage over you, right? So instead of just being leveraged, when you understand leverage, you you wake up one day and you go, I want to have some leverage too. Like when you realize it's the best kept secret of the wealthy, like wealthy people, they have leverage. They have thing, they have money that's working on their behalf. They have people that are working on their behalf. Every single business company you and I have ever worked for, we were being leveraged and somebody was making extra money from us walking through that door and being there either directly or indirectly. And so to be able to find ways where we can leverage other people, and that's, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's what the wealthy do. And, and if you think about it, I mean, think about like in real estate, you have, you have agents and you have brokers, right? I don't know why they call them brokers. They should call them richers because they're richer than the agent, right? So you have an agent who sells a house and you get a commission. You sell a house, you get a commission. Well, what happens if you don't sell a house for a month? You don't get a commission. What happens if your wife gets sick and you have to sit next to her bedside in the hospital for a month? You don't get paid. Your income dries up. Now, if you're the broker and let's say you have 20 agents in your, in your brokerage and they're working for you, every time they sell a house, you as the broker, since you structure it all, you're getting a piece. You're getting a piece. So now if you have, if you have 20 agents and they're selling two houses each a month, now you have, le- you have leverage over those 40 houses that got sold. You're making a little piece, a little piece, a little piece here and there. And in today's day and age, with all the technology we have and all the opportunity we have, it is so easy, Randy, to find a way where you can have your own leverage and not just have your own either, but, but teach others to have leverage. You know, we could leverage our kids and teach our kids. I mean, think about that. You could leverage your children. You could start your own lawn mowing company where you're charging someone 40 bucks to mow their yard and you're paying your kid 20. That's leverage. Your kid's getting 20, you're getting 20. They're happy. You're happy. The person that owns the house is happy. See, that's just how simple leverage. I think I even heard that, you know, I think it was Paul J. Myers said one time his dad taught him to have two bicycles, one to ride and one to rent. Have a couple friends that don't can't afford their own and rent the bicycle out to them. Right. I mean, it's 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 simple. It's it's let you could you could do a lemonade stand with some and not even run it. Just have some kids run, it, set it all up, buy all the stuff, say, kids, you're going to sell these. and I'm going to give you half the profits. That's leverage. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't take a rocket science to scientist to have, have leverage, just a little bit of ingenuity. But, you know, those are two of my favorite ways to, to get extra income is, you know, is residual income and leverage. And then, you know, when you play cash flow, you start to learn about the passive side too and passive mm-hmm. income. That's the whole point of that game, right? Is to create enough passive income to exceed your monthly expenses. And then you don't need, you don't need to work at all. You don't have to do the 40, 40, 40 at all because you have enough you have enough income, passive income and passive income, just meaning you don't have to do anything. You're, you're earning it passively. So if you have a, a rental apartment, for example, you know, you buy a, uh, you know, if you buy a duplex, you could live in one half and then you could basically live there for free because the other half's paying for the whole building. And then you can move out and you can have leverage there just with rental income, passive income that way. So there's so many different ways in this world to do it. And so all I would say is if you've just been, earning from wages your whole life, you're missing out because again, it's a way, it's kind of like minimum wage. You know, minimum wage is, is designed when people say, oh, we got to raise minimum wage. No, we don't have to raise minimum wage. The whole point of minimum wage is a starting point. You're not intended to have a, earn a life off minimum wage. That's like when you're 18 living in your mom's basement, you go get a minimum wage job and then you get a promotion and you get a promotion and you advance your skill set. So 
you know, I, I love, I love these conversations though. Cause some people be like, I ah, minimum wage is I'm like, you're, you're 35. You shouldn't be earning minimum wage anymore. Like <laughs> you got to come off that jump. At least they make it another leap up the rung of ladder. Right. It's, it's yeah, not a bed. Climb the ladder. It's, yeah. You got to climb the ladder. It's, it's not a bed or it's not a floor or, you know what I mean? As far as that, that Jim talks about that uh, in his, his talks about uh, the minimum wage story. So I, I just love that. That's super cool. So part of that, what you just talked about was the simplicity Right. So one thing I want to throw in there, too, is that a lot of times folks will think that being in business for themselves has to be some big, complex organization with people and things and inventory. And so I can speak from my own personal experience about two to three years ago. I was in it to win it when it terms of an Amazon store. And a lot of people are fascinated with the idea of thinking that Amazon's going to be this thing, right? That's going to be super simple, super easy. Uh, you know, it's just a money machine. Right. And I, I thought that too, until I got into it. And I realized that the amount of capital involved is a lot to keep your inventory at a certain level, right. To keep your sales. I got to a certain point where I physically couldn't do it all by myself because it was a, it was a very, not only was it a capital intensive, it was a very physically intensive as well. And so I had to bring on, start bringing on employees and when I started to bring on employees, I started to have to think about different things as far as uh, different insurances, uh, my space. I was outgrowing my space. Was I going to move into a warehouse? The point that I'm trying to bring home with that thought was that business does not have to be hard. The simplicity of it almost makes it almost like it's like it's almost too good to be true. How simple it actually can be. Now you have to work hard, right? So that's the uh, intention of, of putting up forth the effort is, is the similar, right? But the simplicity of the business uh, to gain that leverage, to gain that residual in income, excuse me, is uh, just a different shift in mindset. And so I loved how you went there as far as the simplicity. So folks, if, if you're looking for, to get into business, it doesn't have to be difficult. I remember when I first started realizing that, that uh, all these business, they're just a bunch of people trying to figure some things out, trying to, to get you know, products and services to an end user and trying to do it as, as efficiently as you possibly can. But as soon as you tap into this uh, business mindset and starting to get into business for yourself, you unlock so much. You talked about the income, but talk to me a little about, about some of the tax benefits that come along with that as well. Because in my experience, when I started to receive or see what that actually was, I was like, my, my head was blown off. I was like, wow. And it, once again, keeping it super simple, I was still able to tap into all the same benefits that these big corporations have. And I think a lot of folks don't even realize that as well. It's crazy. There's so many, you know, if you go buy a textbook, you can find five or four or 500 pages, right? And those pages are filled with ways that you can pay less taxes. Like that's, that's what they're filled with. So what I'll tell you is when you're a W-2 employee, you're, you're creating the worst tax situation for yourself you possibly can, because there's not a whole lot that you can write off. It, taxes is all about what you can write off and, you know, because then you're going to pay less tax. I mean, there's a reason why Warren Buffett says he pays less taxes than his secretary who makes like 35000 a year or whatever, because she's a W-2 employee and he has all the tax advantages that come along with being a business owner. So and it's just it's the way, again, 
I've, I've got a guy I hired years ago that takes care of payroll for me. He takes care of all my taxes, business taxes, personal taxes. He says, do this, file this way. All these, I listen to him and he handles all that stuff because that's his field expertise. And I was in his office just last week in Nashville. I live in Texas, but I, we used to live in Tennessee. And he just has rows and rows of these books and this code. And every time I go in there, he's like, well, here's what's going on with this now. You know, he was talking about ERC credit the other day, how the IRS is hammering on that because there's a lot of fraud going on with the ERC employee retention credit and some different things. So he's on top of all that. I just go in there and say, hey, what else can I write off? How can I structure things? You know, and he's like, well, we need a structure like this and like this. And he, and he gives me so much insight. I, I learned something too. I remember you were at the thing with me at Kyle Wilson's house. We had a, the CPA there. And he was talking about Airbnb. And here's just a, a small snippet of example for everybody to understand. If you own an Airbnb and you have a guest booklet in there, right, where you're given your recommendation for restaurants, for golf clubs, for activities, fun things to do, go to, go to Nissan Stadium and see the Titans, you know, because you have that book there, you get to go experience those things yourself and write it off 100% because it is for your Airbnb guests. See, when I go out to dinner with my wife, we're in business together. So it is a date. Yes, you could call it a date. But what it is, as far as the taxes are concerned, it is a business dinner. And so my wife and I date and have business, business dinner at the same time. Plus, when we go visit any friends, any family, any other states, it is all business because our business is wrapped up in everything we do. And that is 100% legal to write all that off. So you start to write off your whole life is what happens when you're, when you're in business. Another just advantage of being a 1099 employee, you know, or having a business and you're paying way less taxes when you own a business than if you're self, self-employment income. So there's just so much to that. And, but it's, it's a whole nother world. And I remember, cause I remember I was doing my own taxes up to, I made like 250,000 and I was just doing it like writing off the minimum stuff. And I remember one year I paid like 40 some thousand in taxes. And a friend of mine said, why are you paying so many in taxes? He said, I'm paying like maybe 10%, 8, 10%. I'm like, how are you paying eight or 10%? Cause I didn't know. So when I hired the guy, you know, out in Nashville, like he starts saying, Oh, well, write this off, write that off. And it was a whole nother world. But again, You've heard it said, what you don't know won't hurt you. But what I didn't know when it came to taxes was hurting me bad. And I remember working at a car factory as a single guy. When you're a single guy, you get reamed in taxes, right? And you're a W-2 and single guy, that's the worst thing you can be. And he said, you need to get a paper route or something. I'm like, I'm a grown man. Why would I have a paper route? And he said, well, I got a paper route. And I said, why do you have a paper route? And he said, because he was able to all those write-offs. It wasn't about the few bucks he was making. It was about the big money he was making that he was able to write off and show the loss on the paper route and he earned money that way. So what I can tell you is if you have any sort of extra additional income, I mean, you, you could be making $10,000 a year in a side gig, but on paper, I mean, just on mileage alone, you know, I think last year it was 56 and a half cents right off or something, just in mileage alone, you're going to show you lost more than the 10 grand you made. And it's going to eat into your W2 income, meaning you pay less taxes and you still get to keep the money. So it's a, uh, it's a whole nother world, man. But a lot I can tell you is everybody needs a side income so they can have the tax benefits. Everybody. And so just a quick caveat, we are not tax professionals. We are not tax advisors. We are none of that, but I, we are just speaking from experience. So everything Chad just shared with you is 100% my same experience. So the point of this episode is that some of the things that we were taught growing up or not taught is what we're trying to expose to you today. So getting into business for yourself, he mentioned a paper route. 
it can be the simplicity of it is what matters, right? You don't need to, you don't need hundreds of thousands of, you don't need thousands of dollars. You just need a simple, repeatable system that you can claim that you're in business for and you unlock all these benefits, seek a professional, get the proper advice. You know what I mean? I've got a CPA myself. I've got a bookkeeper and a CPA that takes care of our information, just like what he was talking about. Mine's not in Tennessee. Mine's uh, actually in St. Louis, I think, is where my CPA is from. But regardless, the point is, is that you've got a, a tax professional on your team that will tell you what you can and can't do. One thing that I realized early on in my journey is that it's just, once again, this is a mindset shift that when you become when you get in business for yourself, you take in your revenue first. You decide where you want to spend that revenue and then you pay taxes on what's left versus when you're a W-2 employee, you get taxed. The tax is already taken out before you even get to even see it in your paycheck. It's called FICA or FICA taxes and all that state and local and all that. You got to have 99 kids, man, if you're a W-2 employee. (laughs) All that stuff that they just take it. They take it from you before you even get started versus when the business that Chad and I are in, we get to collect revenue. We decide, like he was talking about the date, the date nights. My wife and I go on working date nights all the time. Every time we travel, once again, I don't want to go too much further than that. You can rewind and hear everything that Chad just said. I don't need to regurgitate all of it. But my point is that it's exactly 100% above board. It's all legal. And you can have it too by starting a simple business, which kind of let's, let's dive into kind of what we do, Chad, as far as how we've figured out a way to create some simplicity when it comes to business and how we help people, right? Create duplicatable systems, processes, provide a great service, great product. Uh, Go into that a little bit because just this alone is, yeah. I mean, like I said, my head was blown off when I started figuring out this stuff. So hopefully if you're listening to this today, hopefully some light bulbs are going off in your brain. It's like, okay, I need to figure this out. So yeah. Well, I remember years years and years ago when, you know, when I, when I learned about business and, and I was introduced to what's called network marketing, you know, some might call it multi-level marketing, network marketing, relationship marketing, online franchising. There's a lot of different names for it, but basically essentially what it is, is, is we, instead of Walmart being the middleman between the, the, whoever creates the product and the consumer that you use word of mouth, you use people and that you can build an organization as large as you want. See, every single company wants two things. They want people to consume their products or services, and they want more ways to offer their products and services for more people to consume. So they want to franchises want to expand into different states and ultimately into different countries. But it, it's a process because if you're, you're going to own a McDonald's, you got to find the location and then you got to have the brick and mortar piece of it. And you got to hire all the people. That, that's all drag to a business. It slows the duplication of the model down, right? Whereas with online franchising, it can be as simple as click a few buttons. And now I've just, I've just expanded, Randy, into another state or even to another country. You know, in some of these companies, you can do business in hundreds of countries. So imagine where, where you can be doing something like you're in Indiana. I'm here in Texas. I can be doing something here. And then I can have a, a cousin in North Carolina that does it. And then they know somebody in Alaska that's doing it. And then they know somebody in India that's doing it. And now you've got these products and services go happening all over the world and you're getting a piece, a little piece of it. And that's, that's what network marketing is able to do. And 
you know, every major organization is constantly recruiting, whether you're a, a college recruiting your next student or whether you're a professional sports team you're recruiting or any, any insurance agency, any real estate company, there's a constant recruiting going on because that's the only way that you can franchise anything, right? Is you have to find leaders who are going to develop it and bring in the employees and stuff. Only here, you don't have any of the headaches because you have a company that provides the products and the compensation plan and the support, but you get all the same advantages as any business that you would own without the headache. You don't have to, you don't have employees, you don't have payroll, you don't have uh, to worry about 401ks and offering benefits to people. You just get to sit back here at your freaking phone, right? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've helped people make 20, 30 grand a month from their phone and, you know, in their 20s too. So you're able to just uh, to sit there and, reach out, reach out and touch somebody from another country or, you know, whatever, and build this thing as, as, as big as you want, as fast as you want, you know, and, and the company we partner with is even, it's, it's even more cutting edge because it's the, it's the first and only five minute pay compensation plan. So a lot of these companies are kind of archaic in a sense that they only pay like monthly, you know, or you get paid a couple times a month. And I'll, I'll tell you what, when you start getting paid like daily, and then even multiple times a day, like you, you don't ever want to go back. You're spoiled rotten, man. You don't want to go back to monthly or bi-weekly because then you can never be broke for more than a day if you get paid every day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's actual cash, right? The account, the money is in your account and it's spendable that day, right? It's not like it has a hold. There's no lien against it or anything like that. It's, it's instant pay that is ready to be used for whatever, for a bill, for a meal, for whatever you need, but then you unlock those tax benefits too, right? So it's like it multiplies upon itself. So take just a few minutes here. You had success in a previous company, huge success by anybody's standards. You, you, you killed it hundred percent, but you've shifted over into this new opportunity. The one that you and I are involved with today. Talk about why, what spoke to you most about, and you already touched on some of the five minute pay. What was the reason why you and your wife decided to uh, leave or leave behind what you'd built with one? And it's like, you're really starting from scratch, right? You're starting over. Right. But right. what you see, right? What you yeah, see. For the yeah. Future. So, so systems, duplication, leadership, you know, so, so friends, I'll just, I'll just go. What I, I'm, I'm really, really excited about now is we have a CEO who's not, you know, I've, I've, other CEOs are like, let's go beyond, you know, they're like, their goals are here. Like, let's go beyond a billion. That's a good goal. But this CEO is like, he wants to be the new number one. So he's not thinking a billion a year. He's thinking 8 billion, because that's Amway did the most so far, 8 billion a year. So he's thinking beyond 8 billion. And then he wants to do over 25 billion because at McDonald's is, the, is another, it's, it's like a competitive market because we're, we're providing health and wellness when McDonald's gets them sick and we get them healthy, you know? So, <laughs> so we can compete with them, right? Surely we can find as, as many or more people that want to get healthy as they want to go to McDonald's is kind of the idea. So we could ultimately do over 25 billion. So that's a mindset thing. And, and he's already had a ton of this, this owner has already had a ton of success and he's already created over 1700 millionaires. He has another network marketing company and over 1700 people have earned a million or more there. So I like that a lot. I like the system that's provided by corporate. Other businesses I've been in, it was kind of like an idea of the month club. Let's try this. Well, this person's doing this. Well, this person's doing this. And it's a constant pivot, constant pivot. And you can't get duplication when you're constantly pivoting. So system stands for save yourself stress, time, energy, and money. You want a business, if you're going to franchise something big, you want it to be system dependent and not, not dependent on you. 
Because again, you're just creating yourself a bigger job then and more work and nobody wants that. You want to work yourself out of a job by empowering people, creating leaders all over the world. And so, and so that system piece. And then when you just look at the overall um, benefits of the, of the product and the compensation plan, it's just there, it, it takes a, a lot of companies tilt things like they think you go to casino. We all kind of know people go to casino anyway, but you know, the house is going to win. Right. <laughs> so in our minds and our ego, we think, well, everyone else is going to lose, but me, you know, I, I'm going to figure it out. I'm, I'm going to win. Right. Well, a lot of these companies tilt the comp plan so that there's a lot of breakage in the comp plan. There's a lot of things that where the company keeps more money. You know, like you hit, like you, like say I brought in a lot of these companies, I brought you in Randy and you're doing great. And I'm getting paid great override residual income on you. But if you hit a higher rank than me or you hit a certain rank, I could get cut off where I'm not earning money off your team anymore. That's called breakage. That's not good for the, the person that brought you in. Right. That's that's breakage. So this is the only company I've ever even heard of in the industry where you can personally recruit two people and go to the top of the company and be making one hundred thousand you know, plus a month. I've never even heard that exists. So there's no breakage. You know, there's no drag drag, meaning complicated structures. Right. Some of these companies out there, you got to have you know, eight people over here that hit this rank and four people over here at this, this rank and, and three that are world-class scuba divers and can do back triple backflips, you know, and it's just like, uh, it's hard to even understand. And so then you have to reach out always and ask an upline leader and say, I brought this person and I have no idea what to do with them. And, you know, I had, in the last company I was in, I was the master charter guy. And so I would have like 50 people's businesses charted. And I was probably spending 20, 30 hours a week just strategizing with people where to put the person you join. And this 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 uh, structure that we're with now, it's the most easy structure. So it's everything is built for speed down to getting paid in less than five minutes, down to the, you know, you only put people on your right side or your left side. So that's simple there. There's really not a whole lot of a learning curve here, which is the key, right? That's why McDonald's does so well. And you find some of these other restaurants don't do as well because McDonald's has it dialed in. Like they got the employee manual. I mean, you can literally take someone in there that doesn't know anything about anything. And, and within their first day of work, they're like, I flipped the burger for 45 seconds. I flip it over. The, the timer beeps. So I don't forget to flip it over after 45 seconds. You know, and we do the dishes at the end of the night. And we do these seven things to close down. And I mean, it's it's all very predictable. The predictable outcome of a McDonald's franchise is success because it's very clear how they how they do everything in the manual so you know like with our business we have a we call it the purple diamond guy it's 11 pages i mean you learn the 11 pages and do the 11 pages and your predictable outcome is success and so that's you know it's just it's just simple and it, it encompasses what we're talking about today that you can have the residual income and you can have the leverage and, and not and, and get away from the 40 40 40 club so folks if that is intriguing to you at all i encourage you to take a minute reach out to either one of us, right? Chad or myself, there'll be some links in the show notes. We're active on social. You can find us on all the social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all of them. Uh, feel free. You can should be able to just search our names. You should be able to find us. Uh, hit us up. Let's at least have a conversation. I promise you that just having the conversation might unlock so many different opportunities for uh, whether it's this one or whether it's a different one, just getting into business for yourself creating some of that residual income, getting some leverage for yourself, but then unlocking some of those tax benefits for getting into business and keeping it super simple. I will tell you that I went down the road of, of complexity. I quickly got out of that. I realized that that was not my path that I wanted to do. And there's people that do. And, and 
Thank goodness they're out there doing that. But that's not for me when I can get the same benefits, the same upside with simplicity. And that's exactly what we're trying to describe to you here today. So Chad, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Is there anything to share to, to wrap this one up? I, I think we'll put a bow on this one. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Last thing I would just say is just understand with today's world, with technology, the way it is, you're not limited anymore by the old script. We're only limited by our self-imposed limitations that we put on our, our lid ourselves that we put there. And so, you know, you're, you're a simple Google away, you're a message away, you know, reach out to us. We would love to come alongside you and, and just help you go where you want to be. Right. If you're there right now, congratulations, you know, we're happy for you, but if you're not where you think you should be by now, or where you want to be by now, then let's talk because we definitely, both of us want to help you get there. hundred percent. So take us up on that and we will look forward to having that conversation in the future. So this has been a lot of fun. So as I've said in the past, the beginning of these episodes, this is kind of a freedom series that I'm talking about. Personal freedom is what I stand for here at the podcast. And the idea is taking control of your money and your mind and breaking through some of those self-limiting beliefs that you've been fed that may or may not be true uh, and challenging them, questioning them, getting around folks that are living life at a level that you desire and you get to choose what that level is. There is no right, there is no wrong. But if you choose to live a life bigger than where you currently are now, uh, Chad and I are trying to deliver as much value as we possibly can through these episodes. And if there's anything we can do to help you in that journey, please reach out to either one of us and we'd be more than happy to help. So until the next episode, Chad, appreciate you being here, man. And we will look forward to talking to you all very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor Jim Roden shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself and become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends. Thank you.